Welcome to the Spurs 9501 podcast. From Kane to the lane, the final say on all things Tottenham. Everybody, welcome back to the Spurs 9501 podcast. This is Ray in London. I've got Haddy, who's a football data analytics expert, which I'll let him explain what he does. So, Haddy, welcome to the show. Nice to have you on board. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm Hadi. I am currently a doctoral student here at ETH Zurich in Switzerland, working on my PhD from 2022, from January. So it's almost one year and a half so far. And before that, I was a football data scientist consultant, freelancer for the Dutch Football Association, working with their performance and technology department. And also before that, I did my one-year thesis for them with the same people, let's say. And that's usually how it works usually in football. You know some people and you just, or you know them through some other people. And then it's a closed network. But then when you are there, then maybe you, you can keep working and continue growing your career. Excellent. Well, it's really great to have you on board. We wanted to do a special session where our our viewers could understand a bit about football analytics, data science, how data science is applied to football, etc. So just for our viewers, can you let them know in very high level what data science is and how it's applied to football? Yeah, true. So I think uh, so. the, the first attempts goes back to, I think, 1960s when in the UK, Charles Reeb, the person who was basically attending football matches, he had a pen and paper just trying to take notes, for example, from where on the pitch a player passes the ball and how the split sequence of passes go and to come up with some statistics on or conclusions on whether there is any relationship between having short passes short a number of passes in a sequence and the success rate of them, like scoring a goal or not. But I think that with more access to the data in the maybe last two decades, we, we have more access to the video footage, we have more statistics, or we have more granular data, like what we see on, which is called event data. Basically, all the actions that players take on the ball are recorded by companies, data providers, For example, if there is a pass, where on the pitch, with the exact coordinate, what's the outcome, who, which player from which team took that action. And this this data is collected. It's basically shipped to the media outlets that you can see them maybe on Sky with the statistics that they show, or even to the clubs or to the newsletter, news agencies. And there is also another source of data, which is called tracking data. Basically, all the players who are on the pitch are tracked, their coordinates, from, depending on the camera, whether it's 25 frames per second or, or it's like 10 frames per second. You have sure. all the players and the ball over the course of the match. And there is also another source that, of data that's partial tracking data basically relying on the TV footage. You don't have all the players on the TV footage, but only the ones that are visible and you have their coordinates and tracking them over the course of the match. So when you have access to all these different data sources, the basic idea for, I think it really also depends on whether you are working for a club or a team or you are in a media, you have different goals. And let's assume we are working in a club and in a team. The, the goal is to win the next match. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, yeah. yeah let, that's ex- excellent introduction. Let me just ask a quick question. So you said the data that we get about the players, the short passes, the long passes, that comes from the TV footage. 
You also see some players, they wear a little vest on top. Is that the tracking devices you mean? So they can yeah, track so how fast they move? Yeah. Yeah, GPS devices. So you have access to the tracking of your own team. So not the whole, you don't have the full picture of the opponent. Sure. Sure. And all the GPS devices, depending on the technology, they also sometimes capture information like the heartbeat and some other information like acceleration. Maybe it's more accurate but then you don't have the full picture and also you don't share those data because also it's there, it has some elements of health-related data yep. with the opponent. So that's the limitation that comes with. So the main data is coming from the football TV camera. So most of the Premier League and the top matches are televised now. So you have all the data. So do we have people like data aggregators that take this data and then provide it to the football teams? Yeah, so there are companies like I just named some of them, like Opta, that you I think yeah, is the same as one. Well, Statsbomb, yeah, Statsbomb, uh, yeah. Statsperform, Wisecout. Yeah. So all these data companies, there are people who work there maybe as their second job or in some other countries that their main yeah. responsibility is to watch the football match, tag and collect all those information. It's not 100% manually, but it's still a manual process. They right. use some computer-assisted tools to help them to facilitate and make their life easier. Yep. And But I, it's more about collecting all the information that happens on the ball. Yep. Uh, and some companies also provide more context, like whether the action was under pressure or not. Sure. But that's, sure. I think, the main data source that is available across the leagues. Tracking data is more limited because you need to if you want to have the full tracking data, you need to go to the stadium, install cameras around the stadium, yeah, and, yeah. and then it's not for everyone to get access and be able to do that. Yeah. So this, so basically about ingesting the data, we have the video cameras, we have the, the, the tracking devices, that's how we get the data. In terms of a bit of context, is this only the top Premier League European clubs that do it, or is it just normal for all the championship and all the clubs to do this now? Which type of clubs are doing this data analysis? So I think a lot of clubs have access to third-party solutions. So they don't get maybe the raw data, but maybe they don't have the resources inside the club for people yeah. who will be able to work with the data. But yeah. the same companies that I mentioned, they also provide like dashboards, like a software okay. solution that you just get a subscription per account. Yeah. And then people, video analysts or performance analysts in the clubs can just log in into the dashboard and see some maybe built-in reports, sure, some plots that are just fixed. And fixed. so it's a general for the clients that the company is providing the solution. But if some clubs want to have some customized solutions, depending on their own philosophy or how they maybe define some metrics themselves, and they think that it should be like that, and maybe they don't want to share it with other clubs, so they don't want it to be ending up mm-hmm. in a general solution, so then they need to get access to the raw data from the company mm-hmm. that is providing mm-hmm. it and then have a department, data department inside the club with some people to just build in their own in-house customized solution. Okay. And there are so, some clubs in the UK, I know City Football Group, I think is one of the, the famous ones, Liverpool, mm-hmm. recently Manchester United announced that they have hirings for a data scientist, a football data scientist. Mm-hmm. Chelsea football club. So there are clubs that if you just maybe search on LinkedIn, you will see some people with those titles working in those clubs. Okay. So I think that's the indication of how, yeah. how I also yeah. know. So basically, hopefully in a few years, we'll see you, Hadi, working at one of these top clubs, I hope, yeah, in the UK. 
Yeah, we will see. Let's see. <laughs> so once the data is ingested from the third parties, et cetera, is this where the data scientist comes in now to manage that data, look at that process, it, analyze it, and give some feedback to the coaching team? Is that how it works? Mm, so I think... Where does the data scientist fit into this? It can be this? like yeah. that. So it can yeah. be like that, that you have some people who are data scientists who get their raw data from um, the data provider, and then they just come up with some small applications on their own personal yeah. laptop and then export some reports. But maybe the proper way to do it is to really have some people like data engineers to really set up the data infrastructure yeah. that yeah. you have a proper pipeline when a match yeah. is done, the data is, let's say, digested and in, into the database that you have. And then based on that database, really you build different applications. So I think that's a proper way. So you have really data okay. engineers to for that. Mm -hmm. But a lot of clubs that I know, they maybe have one person who is responsible for data engineer and data scientists talking to the coaches. So it makes maybe difficult for that person really to do different tasks altogether. Sure. And also the yeah. efficiency is, yeah. Yeah, no, I understand. So in terms of, give us some idea of the types of things that a data analyst will look at when he's managing, when he's reviewing the performance of the team, what type of parameters would they look at? Like, is it short passes, yeah. long passes, tackles, mm -hmm. you know, give us some idea around that, please. Yeah. yeah. So I think the, so assuming that you just started as a data scientist in a club or a team, the best, I would say, use case to start with and, or the easy hanging fruit is to go mm -hmm. for the player recruitment. Because yes. that's where you can demonstrate the financial benefit of the decision you make. If it goes right or wrong, you will see with numbers clearly. And that's okay. easier to, how to say, convince the maybe the board or people who are upper uh, to see the value. It's okay. easier so, with numbers. Yeah. So player so, recruitment, finding talents uh, through data, I think, yeah. combined with the video. But yeah. when it goes to the match analysis and you want to support the coaches with some reports it becomes less it becomes less easier to really how to say put any number that okay this is how much i contributed to the winning the team winning sure. the next match because a lot of factors are involved yeah so i, I would say go with the player recruitment and yeah. that that's easier to to start is that what most clubs is that what most clubs will be using for player rec recruitment initially then? Is that what most use cases That's what are? they should. That's yeah, what they yeah, should yeah. use data for to, to basically find talents before others find them, let's say. Yeah. Excellent. So let me talk specifically about Tottenham Hotspur because we have a very a very rich history of buying rubbish players, really. So, for example, Tongue Undebele, Giovanni Lo Celso, Eric Dyer. These players are not very good, yet they come to Tottenham. They, we pay them big wages, etc. Could a data science type of approach highlighted the fact that these guys will not work well in the Premier League and so we should stay away with them? Can it give you that level of detail? So For I example, think, uh, Tongue Ndombele, we're paying him 200000 a week and he costs like 60 million, whatever. If we did some data analytics, some data science around, could we have identified that he's not suited for the, for the league? So I think it's important to note that data is going to help us maybe in the first stages. So you have like a large pool of players across the world and yep. you want to filter them to make a short list. Yeah. And then from the short list, you know that data is the data that we have is going to capture only maybe on the pitch performance. 
Yes. And there are a lot of other things happen, like mental aspects that are not in the data. Maybe yeah. they can be reflected in the performance that we see on the pitch, but it's not something that directly the data companies are capturing. So I think the data helps us to make that shortlist based on some KPIs that we find useful, depending on how our team wants to play. Yeah. Uh, so this is something we define. And then through the data, we, we can basically make that shortlist. Let's say we come up with the top 20 players based on the KPI that we have. For example, the KPI can be how much value they contribute per action that they take on the pitch. And it's, it's a famous or it's a well-known uh, framework like a value VAEP that, that gives us this number. So you have a number per action that the player takes. And then when you have a KPI, you have this short list like top 20. And you can also have some filters on, okay, you don't go for a player who is like Messi. It's maybe his wages are just out of your budget or so you also have some filters on that financial aspects and when you have that short list you go to combine that with the video to watch those players in the video maybe you send your scouts exactly to those countries that the players are there talk with them and then there are other other aspects i'm not really an expert in how you evaluate players from their mental aspects or how yeah, they they can cope with transitioning to a new country maybe to a, if they English is not their native language yeah, or yeah. how they cope with that. So I think that that's why it's, it's a difficult, really, a task or player recruitment. Uh, it's, it's not, it's, if, if it was just only not, data, I would say uh, probably third-party solutions would just solve this the problem. Yeah. That, yeah. I think you're right. It's a holistic approach. So the data analysis is only part of the analysis. You've got to see what type of person they are, their mental health. And the fact that Manchester City have got data analysis, data scientists, you can see that they really, they don't, everyone they sign seems to be a success. They, I don't see many people that they've signed that is a really failure. So it, there, there seems to be value in adding this data science element to your recruitment. Yeah, I don't know behind the scenes how exactly they are working, with how much data they are using in yeah. their recruitment, because it's not really something public. Sure. And yeah, I, because I don't know, so I, yeah, I yeah. don't comment on that. So how, no, no, how no, exactly no, it works. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. So from what I'm gathering from you, Hadi, is mainly it should be used for player recruitment at this stage and maybe a little bit of in-game management and player performance during the matches. So I would say it really depends on if you are in a club, yes, player recruitment, I would say it's the first thing to go. To go. If you are in a federation, yeah, player mm. recruitment maybe doesn't make sense. because no, it doesn't make Maybe there you, you go for maybe player scouting. So you look for maybe players who have, you can play for your team, but they are mm. maybe in other leagues or they have yeah. born in other countries, but they can legally play for your team. Yeah. And you yeah. want to use data for that. But maybe it becomes less obvious and more it goes to how you can help the performance analyst and video analyst. Because I also yeah. want to highlight that there are people who call or who their title is video analyst. And what they do in a, in a, in a team, let's say in general, is that they get the, during the match, they are in the stadium and they are collecting data manually based yeah. on the KPIs that is important for the coach. For example, mm -hmm. the coach says, tag all the, let's say moments that we had a high press on the opponent and also yeah. whether it was successful or not. And then, for example, let's say success is within five seconds, we won the ball back. And then you have, or you can easily jump into all those moments in the video because you have basically annotated them. 
Yeah. And this is like yeah. one job that video analysts do. And data here can help maybe to automate this part because when mm -hmm. you have the tracking data, you have event data, maybe you can save the time of the video analyst and say, okay, I will build the pipeline, I will get the raw data with yep. exact definitions. We can just find and detect all those moments. And then you don't need to, for each new match, you will go to the stadium and collect the same data. Maybe what we also provide with the automated is going to be maybe better because it's the definition is clear it's less maybe subjective and prone to error human error while coding that so helps the video analysts to save time and maybe also be able to build some kpis on those statistics or data that they were tagging manually sure sure some of our viewers may not be familiar with the term data science could you just give a very high level an overview. I know it's difficult, but can you just give a, like a, a view of what data science is all about? Is it easy so, or not? If it's not possible, yeah. Yeah. No, no, it's it's easy. So because I also did my masters in data science, but yeah. I, I I would say is that you can you so you ha if you have a data set and it can be anything, it can be just in an Excel file. So it yeah. can be just as easy so as you were working before. So data set is just a, a, a lot of data that you have about, you know, different It can be in a table, it. it can be a set of images, or it can okay, be just yeah. a video. Yeah. And if you're analyzing that using any method, it's data science, I would say. Maybe okay. you were doing data science before the term data science was well known yeah, exactly. in the, yeah. in, on yeah. the internet. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, yeah that's, that's how I define it, maybe. That's my no, understanding that's... so far. So <laughs> yeah, so it's, I, 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 I don't say it's a new, there are some new, methods that have been used in data science and also because of the, how to say, new technologies helped us to capture more data in the recent decades. Yeah. That's why we have access to more data and maybe the advancements we saw in like deep learning and machine learning and like chat GBT, all them. So new methods, new data, and also we have more access to the computation power compared to maybe two, three decades ago. That's why it, it's like we, 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 we came up with the term data science. Okay. But that's the my simple definition of yeah. you have a data, you are analyzing it. It's science, yeah. Makes sense. Definitely makes sense. Now, just before we finish off, basically what we've spoken about is data analytics, data science regarding the player side of things. What about in terms of the fans and the fans, what they feel about the club and what they're doing? Is there a potential that we could use data science to see how the fans are, fan engagement? Yeah, yeah. So there, so I know that some clubs wanted to look into their social media and yeah. try to segment the fans that they have to get a better view of, okay, for example, if I am a club in, let's say, Germany, where are my fan base across the world? And for example, I know a case that a club just did this project and they came up, okay, they have a huge fan base, I think in Egypt, they were not aware <laughs> of that. Yeah. And they didn't expect that, yeah, that they yeah, should cool. have fan base there. Why? Because they are, they are, they were not a really top level club in, sure. in Germany. Yeah. And they said, okay, it's interesting that we have a fan base there. So maybe we can come up with some content to keep that fan base, maybe with some products specific for them, but yep. just knowing if we know where are our fans and can segment them based on only maybe a simple thing to so just go through the followers of your official social media account on Twitter or, or any other Instagram and try to segment them and see, yeah, just basic thing, just demography where they are. On the sure, on the sure. Brand. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Have you met any famous people while you're working at the Dutch Football Federation? Did you meet any famous footballers? 
so I was working with the performance and technology department, yeah. the video analyst. And it was like a hierarchy, so we, I work oh. with them, and then they also give it to the head of the department, and the head of the department gives it to the head coach, and then okay. that's how the hierarchy works. But it was like, I think, 2019, so because you said the famous person, so 2019, I was attending, I was competing in the Paris Saint-Germain Sports Analytics Challenge. That's also what people will see on my LinkedIn profile. I'm okay, present yeah. there with the yeah. PSG logo in the background. And during that competition, I met Thomas Tuchel uh, in oh, the dressing room. He was yeah, uh, head coach yeah. back then in Paris Saint-Germain. Yeah. yeah. So that's yeah, the famous good. person, yeah. Excellent, excellent. Listen, Hadi, it's been great talking to you. I think you've given us some great insights into this. We really appreciate that. Do you have any social media handles or any social media that you want people? I'll put them in the description as well, but yeah. feel free so to, I, you know. I think the best way to contact me is via LinkedIn, and I will just give you my LinkedIn account so you can yeah. put it in the description. Also, some other links for people who want to start. I wrote some posts in the past months how to okay. start, how the career looks like in this field if you are thinking yeah. about uh, becoming a football data scientist. And I think those posts can be very helpful. Excellent, excellent. So we, I've really enjoyed chatting to you. I'm sure our viewers are going to enjoy it as well, Hadi. So we hope to have you back, you know, regularly on the on the show to talk about things and, you know, just tell us how things are going. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah fine. I think next season probably with a new coach for Tottenham. Things can go better. Well, and oh, actually, can, that's, a, can, that's a good point. Let's finish on that point. What do you think? This, so basically, Tottenham Hotspur, listen to all this. So no manager, no director of football. The fan base is upset. No probably European football next year. What does the data science say for Tottenham Hotspur next season? Yeah, I think you don't need data for that. So I think it's not going well. So... <laughs> Do you think it's possibly the? I know you you don't know about the club at all, but this is something that's been going on for a long time. I think so. You know, I think there's basic mistakes been made. So, the the club needs to learn about this and move forward. I think. Yeah. Simple so, as that, really. Yeah. Yeah. True. And, I I, and I, I don't know about about whether they they have any like data department at Tottenham. Or I don't think they do. From, Maybe from we should recruit you as a data scientist for Tottenham to help us. But I think they've made lots of bad signings and they haven't, you know, and it's just caused a lot of issues. But there you go. True. Uh, Hadi, thank you. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate that. And uh, anybody, if you've got any comments or about Hadi, please leave them in the comment section. We'll put his Twitter handle and everything, his LinkedIn profile into the description and we'll hopefully be speaking to Hadi again. So Hadi, thank you so much and we'll see you on the next podcast. Thank you. Thank you and have a nice day. Bye-bye. Thank you. You've been listening to the Spurs 9501 podcast. Stay in touch, continue the debate, and let us know what you want to discuss by finding us on YouTube. Tune in after the next match day for more insight. Thanks for listening.